That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Dante drives in and out and bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. That's right. Big win for the Utah Jazz tonight. They beat the 76ers 106-104. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. Title sponsor of the postgame. Both Mark Miller Subaru locations go where love takes you in a completely redesigned Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coach, let's take a look at your sharp stats of the game. We'll get you down to Quinn Snyder coming up here momentarily. Uh, sharp stats of the game brought to you by uh, the Les Olson Company. Les Olson company your office technology partner tonight the jazz shot 46.1 from the field 41 of 89 they were 8 of 22 from 3 36.4 they had six uh, excuse me 50 rebounds to philadelphia's 42 they had 14 offensive rebounds coach we mentioned the jazz were led by donovan mitchell with his 24 points and eight assists uh, boyan bogdanovich had 20 points tonight six boards and five assists mike conley with 15 points uh, rudy gobert with 14 points, 16 boards to go along with the block shot, and Joe Ingles coming in off the bench uh, with 16 points on 6 of 11 shooting and 2 of 5 from 3. So the Jazz got uh, some key um, production coach from their key players tonight. They all played in lockstep. Everyone was involved with the ball. Defensively, they they were gritty how they bodied up on the Sixers the whole night. Rudy did a good job in the second half of slowing down Embi, and he frustrated Embi. Embi suddenly was a, was complaining to the referee, oh, Rudy's being too physical, and it, 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 it turned the game around as far as the intensity. And Rudy kept his body on Embi, and more importantly, Rudy was rim-running, getting down the floor, and the Jazz were conscious of giving the ball on a two-footed catch. The rebounding was solid because he was... He was in the lane causing havoc. Jake, who would have thought that Rudy would have more steals than blocked shots? Rudy gets three <laughs> steals today, and a lot of it was because of the sixes. We call it straight line passing, where they never really improved the passing angle of trying to, uh, uh, we call a buddy ball, is going high-low action. And Rudy was able to stay on top side of MB and get some knockaway and steals. And that really ignited the Jazz uh, coming from... Uh, Defensively into fleet into a flowing into offense and it helped them shoot. The Jazz shoot uh, solid, forty six point one percent and thirty six point four from three point range. And there wasn't any time, Jake, where you say to yourself that uh, the Jazz are really uh, really not playing in rhythm. They played the whole game in rhythm. Impressive. All right, let's go uh, throw things now down to the podium where Coach Quinn Snyder is talking to the media. The next thing was to rebound and not give them second chance points. You know they've led the league in that area and you know and then it would have, we we fouled too much but I, I think you know our aggressiveness on the glass you know led to some of that and sometimes I mean they put you in tough spots and some really talented offensive players that um, you know put you in difficult positions where you can foul it's hard not to but you know, I wish we could have been a little better keeping them off the line but I thought we'd def- you know we rebounded well more than anything so 
and obviously there's other things you you're thinking about, but those are the primary things. Quinn, after a pretty back and forth first half, it seemed like the energy change coming out of halftime. Was there any schematic difference that you made? Any change you made, or or was it just a matter of uh, effort and energy? Yeah, I mean, I, I the, the games go, you know, there's an ebb and a flow to a game. Um, you know, you wish you could be good every quarter. Um, you know, I thought late we, you know, we fouled some and. and it didn't didn't show it with our fourth quarter points, but I thought we executed pretty good down the stretch when we needed to. Um, and you know, I I, th- I think you know we want to compete the whole game, and there's times when um, you know, it's going to look better than others. But I, I feel like our team is ready to go and had the right mindset. Coach, it seemed like Boyan had maybe his best defensive outing. Did good against uh, Al Horford tonight. He had a big stretch there, where he, you know, defending on the post, really defending everywhere, but particularly, um, you know, guarding there on the post, and um, you know, and he, he he guarded him, and you know, you're 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 successful in that in that situation, even if you just stay between him and the basket and, and try to keep him off the line and make him hit a tough shot and. In this case, Boyan did those things, and you know we're fortunate that you know the ball didn't didn't go in. But I, I thought he, you know, he was really really solid and, and competed in those situations. Talking about the rebounding, what was it that you guys did at practice yesterday, shoot around this morning to kind of turn that category around a little bit? Yeah, um, it the same thing we didn't do before the Clipper game. <laughs> Sometimes you know it, we. There, there's no. Oftentimes, there's there's no magic. It's just um, a level of focus. And, and usually, when you have a team, I, I think like ours, that has character, when you, you, something's taken from you, it, it hurts and it's painful and it brings your attention more to what you had to do. And obviously, you know, we didn't. Sometimes you think of rebounding as just desire, um, and it's certainly some of that as well. I mean, you've got to have um, an aggressiveness. I thought tonight we got. More 50-50 balls. Mike Conley did a great job on the glass, you know, terrific job, and he came up with with loose balls too. But it, it you know, oftentimes rebounding is execution and guys helping each other out and not taking anything for granted. So I, I think we had um, you know greater urgency on the boards tonight, and obviously it was something that you know that our guys internalized. You know, we watched film and it, you know th- those. Those are boxes you're checking, and you know our guys, you know, came to came to rebound, came to play, and they were physical tonight, and you know everybody did it. You know, you've talked about wanting uncontested shots, but not particularly being in love with the the mid range jumper. So, what do you advise your players when the open shots are the mid range jumpers? Because it seemed like there were a lot. Take of open shots. You know, I mean, I, I think that there's. You know, the, the the misconception is that, you know, if you've got a layup or a mid-range shot, like layups are easier. You know, three-point shots are worth more. So, but, you know, teams take away the rim, teams take away the three-point line. That's that's the shot that, that you want to hit. And I think there's a balance there. Um, you know, I thought our guys got to the rim tonight, too. Um, sometimes... You need to loosen the defense by pulling up, and you know that's something that we work on. You know, and, and um, but there's a there's a balance to to how you play the game, and you know our guys know uh, how we feel about 
you know, trying to generate offense, and it's up to them to make those reads and make those plays. We can, we can talk about you know things that we're looking for. I've, I've wanted us to shoot more threes. I still feel that way, but that doesn't necessarily mean don't take open shots. It means, um, you know, to be be aware and try to generate more threes. But if we're getting open shots, I think that's the main thing. And um, you know, oftentimes if there are shots that our team expects, we have a chance to rebound them too, which we did better tonight. That was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as uh, the Jazz beat the Sixers tonight, 106-104. A lot to, to cover there, Coach had uh, Coach Snyder had to say there, Coach Chiesa. But uh, one part where I, I saw you shaking your head, our good friend Ben Anderson asked about uh, Boyan Bogdanovich's defense tonight and having his best defensive night as a member of the Utah Jazz. He had a tough assignment with Tobias Harris, Coach. And Tobias uh, got hot there in the fourth, but he was only 4 of 11 tonight. He had 16 points, did most of that damage at the line, 8 of 10. And I thought Bogdanovich was was good defensively and on the boards. Yeah, Tobias Harris is averaging 20.3 points per game and shooting 52% from the floor. What Boyan was was doing, he was playing three-quarter three quarter topside and that he was uh, be able to stay uh, his body on him and he fought him off the off uh, Tobias's uh, uh, sweet spot as far as on the floor and Tobias kept on stepping stepping out for the ball and that was able to uh, negate Tobias's length and his skill set and that was a huge factor. Just, again, I call it mano-a-mano defense. And and all the Jazz players, in particular, Boyan Bogdanovich, he slowed down the other team's uh, really second option offensively. Down to the locker room we go. Tony standing by with Tony uh, Bradley. Probably just getting stronger, just getting more in shape, which um, I'm not done yet. I still got a ways to go, but I feel like I'm making good progress since I've been here. Quinn Snyder and Rudy Gobert, they're standing there talking with you. They're at the scores table before you come in in those critical minutes. What are they saying to you? But at the same time, it seemed as if you were very mentally ready for that situation. Uh, well, I, I knew Rudy was, he had five fouls, so I was just getting ready mentally, you know, to go in. Um, but just don't foul. They were telling me don't foul. Don't foul them. Um, be careful. Hands up. Just little things like that. You have uh, consistently worked so hard behind the scenes, things like that, uh, trying to perfect all the little things to get yourself ready for that. Um, what is one of the most things that you're proud of to put on display tonight? Uh, yeah, being yeah, being teammates with Joe. But yeah, I, I don't know, just the commitment, just to the weight room, and just Isaiah and Jasper on the court with Vince, just. I guess yeah, goes, the credit goes to them. Did you have to, to learn a different definition of that during this offseason and what that means to get your body into the type of shape you wanted it to be in and your game into the right mode? Um, yeah, I think it's it was important, especially like this is the, the best league like in the world, like best athletes. So you kind of have to be one of those like best athletes. They got to be in shape, you know, strong. But uh, just seeing it from the first two years off the bench, kind of motivated me, but I got a long way to go. You always envision being out there on the floor contributing, and who knows what any night is, minutes-wise or situation-wise. Um, I, I, you know, what, what to you well, were you most pleased about yourself to be uh, able to go out there and perform like that? Because you envisioning it is one thing. Performing in that way is another, and you didn't seem phased at all. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I just... Just the work, I guess, of putting in just through the help of the the, the staff, you know. Um, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know another way. Just the great work. Thanks, Tony. Guys, that's Tony Bradley. Let's go back to you. 
Thank you very much there, Tony Parks and Coach Tony Bradley uh, with Ed Davis uh, out for a few weeks. You know, Tony Bradley's going to play some important position, uh, some important minutes, eight points tonight to go along with three rebounds. Let's forget, let's not forget right now that he, um, Tony Bradley, he turns 22 years old this January 8th, 2020. He's a young guy, so he's learning the game and the Jazz picked him at 28 in the draft three years ago, and he's been, a, a, again, an evolving player. What he was talking about was um, he's learning how to play without the ball. He did a nice job, solidly, of setting a screen and then getting separation out of it as far as rolling into the middle of the floor. And the last part of that was that when Joe Ingles had the ball and Donovan Mitchell, he was able to maneuver behind the help defense and they're able to make some drop-off passes. So the simple point is this. If the ball moves, I have to move. And that was Tony Bradley. He moved in unison as the ball was uh, advancing. He was able to get into vision and make some nice, uh, simple shots, which were really a high percentage. And that's what the Jazz need from him, to play the percentages and just do what you think you can do best. And that's what shoot layups, jump hooks, and move without the ball. All right, the Jazz win tonight and the day after every Jazz win. Home or away, Little Caesars is giving you a free pizza. Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you will receive a free large extra most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code Utah Jazz. Valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations. Mobile orders only. 106-104 is your final. Get you more locker room sound, more breakdown as well. Coming up on the other side, Jazz Game Night post-game show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. 106-104 to 104 is your final. The Jazz with a win over the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll get you back down to the locker room coming up here momentarily, but let's take a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do live. Tonight, points in the paint. Coach, Jazz outscore Philly 48-44. And uh, Jazz doing a nice job uh, getting to the rim tonight, Coach. And that was uh, off, both off of direct passes and also dribble penetration. And it's interesting, Jake, the 76ers aren't really a knockdown three-point shooting team. And they take pride themselves as far as uh, scoring in deep, uh, low post, uh, old school, back-to-the-basket game. But the Jazz outscored them, and that was a factor in the game where the Jazz, Jazz kind of punched that, uh, being aggressive. What you always want to do, Jake, is always attack the paint and selectively attack the rim. And that's where the Jazz found that balance of doing both. And Donovan Mitchell spent half the game in the lane penetrating, and so did Mike Conley. And Joe Engels was in that lane making uh, plays and pull-up jump shots. And, and Boynton Bondanovich on the Jazz white screening action, he'd curl over the top of it and get in the lane on, on, a, on a direct pass and drop that shoulder game. Usually speaking, when you win the paint battle, you're aggressive. The pass is point, uh, passed to you on time, on target. And most of all, you have leverage with your shoulder. All right, speaking of Donovan Mitchell, coach, he had a great game tonight uh, with, uh, let's see here, uh, 24 points to go along with eight assists and five rebounds, and he's standing by right now with Tony Parks. I mean, so much emphasis on a number of different things, but one of them was rebounding, and you guys as a team seem to come out there and, and perform so well in that area. Do, how, much are you, how much do you feel like this was a more accurate representation of the way you guys play? I think so. I think it allowed us to, you know, we got – 
Mike in on the on the phone, you know, Bojan, all of us kind of getting there, Royce, Joe, myself, just trying to find ways to get in there and push push the ball. And when we rebound like that and they send so many guys to the glass, it allows us to get out in transition and then show tonight. Playing tough defense is one thing, but the attention to detail in the late game possessions, how do you describe kind of the way you guys executed them? I think for us, I think it's just focus. You know, I think we have a team that, you know, communicates, goes through and understands it, but um, we've had great stretches of defense throughout the entire year. We've, we've done, we've defended really well and this is another night of it, but we got to keep going and, you know, rebounding was the, really one of our weaknesses and we showed it tonight, but we can't be happy with just tonight. We got to do it again on Friday. A lot more balanced scoring-wise today. Yeah. Five guys in double figures. Mm-hmm. And Tony almost had double Yeah. Um, first of all, Tony Bradley played his ass off. Um, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, haven't seen the work he's put in, you know, but for him to go out there and do it, obviously, you know, Joel got to the free throw line 18 times, but for him to go 5 or 16 between Rudy and, and Tony, that's uh, give them credit for sure. Um, and then, yeah, on the offensive end, just making each other's lives easier. I think for me, um, just trying to find ways to get guys open, you know, find ways to penetrate and kick and not just shoot it every time. How much did you find a mental rhythm tonight, making a play for yourself or a teammate, um, the eight assists? You know, in the first quarter, you know, kind of opening up at the mid-range and then finding Boyan. Boyan got going, now it opens the game, and then Joe gets going. Rudy gets to the rim and gets lobs. I think once you kind of attack and then it, op- it opens a lot of things up for you. Are you finding a lot of the importance of you guys controlling the glass against mm-hmm. tonight? How much of a focus was that going in, and, and what made you guys? hundred percent focus. I think for us, we lost the past two games. I would say just because I wouldn't say solely off of that, but you know, a big part of it was off of the uh, offensive rebounds. We came in with a team that you know was you know pretty big. You know, the, the smallest player was six six uh, on the floor, except for Raul. But um, I think just just continuing to, to box out and get hits. It, it seems like you're having to shoot a lot of mid-range jumpers, which makes it harder to get to the free throw line. How much do you want to take those? I'm just mad I missed. You know, those are shots I've. If you watch pregame, I take about 30 of those in pregame, and then even before that, and shoot around. Um, I'm taking. I've been taking them all summer, and I'm gonna continue to do that uh, if that's given to me. But you know, the biggest thing is you know not just settling. You know, I think that's you look at a guy like Boyan who could take the same shots, but he's getting to the rim. So I got to find ways to do that. I think I did that late, you know, but kind of do that throughout, throughout the course of the game. Donovan, is this a game that you would have won last? Would not have won last year? Or was... <laughs> um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I think it just. For me, speaking personally, I think for us, I think it's, you know, more so like the offensive load. I think defensively we, we would have been there in the same spot, but I think offensively what things have opened up, you know. Um, one thing that made me smile is Bojan's three, you know, on the peel, just being able to get off it, you know, Mike being able to make plays, Joe being able to make plays. I think that's one of the biggest things um, that would change from last year to this year. Sixers are really known for their length, but it seemed like you guys got comfortable and were able to adjust as the first quarter went on. Where do you feel like you were able to make the biggest adjustments on the floor? I think for us, just attacking. You know, obviously the mid-range and the little, being able to attack that and make them have to commit. And then we find Rudy, then we find the corner for threes and move the ball. I think that's that's where it really uh, helped. In the third quarter, there was that, that series where you had that save. You followed a couple yeah. of your shots, saved it. Green got called for the foul, but what does that say about the hustle of this team? Um, I mean, man, that was the loudest yeah. the arena was just, all night. We could, just being competitive and then competing, you know, not giving up. You know, myself diving to the stands, George and Joe running into each other, uh, Jeff chasing it down. I think it just shows how much the tenacity and how much will we have. How do you keep keep the intensity, keep the composure when you're up by a bunch and then they start creeping back in? Um, just being able to understand that they're going to make runs. You know, um, um, they're, and they made the, what was it, the semifinals last year. So for us, it's just continuing to to plug away. You know, it's not always going to be a 30 
50-point win. It's not going to be a 50-point win against teams like that, but we stuck with it, and we got the W. The win-loss result is always one thing, but you always talk about the importance of just being honest about everything going on. What's the most honest conversation this team is having with themselves about being great consistently? we got to be able to rebound. You know, I think that was it. we got to be able to go out there and, you know, lock in and, and get hits. And once we did that, guys were able to run in transition, and we got open looks. Guys, that's Donovan Mitchell. Let's go back upstairs to you. Thank you very much there, Tony. And again, Donovan tonight, 24 points, 8 assists, and 5 rebounds. But uh, rebound was a theme of his postgame comments there, Coach Chiesa. Uh, he talked about what an emphasis that was coming in, how much it cost him in the previous two games. And, and you could tell he was happy at the way they rebounded the ball tonight. And the Jazz get 50 rebounds overall, including 14 offensive rebounds, which gives you a chance to score 28 points or add the three-point inversion in that much higher. It's so interesting. Jake, every Jazz player tonight got rebounds. Boyan Bondanovich got six overall. Rosanel, four. Rudy Gobert, 16. Mike Conley, six. Donovan, five. Jeff Green, six. Joe Ingles, two. George Niang, two. And Tony Bradley, three. Everybody participated. Everybody rebounding by committee. It's absolutely spectacular. The Jazz were were right there. They made so many uh, get-hit plays, I call it, where you're hitting somebody legally and driving them off the boards. And it was more, I call it, hip-to-hip rebounding, where you're in in tight quarters in space. Instead of pushing off uh, as far as a weakness, you use your hips to get leverage and to drive back the opponent, or offensively, you you, you, uh, the man, the man guarding you. You stand him up in the lane as far as getting upright, and then you stick get the rebound in there. And so the Jazz, I called, had rebounding therapy. Well, speaking of that, Coach, sounds like a good time to get to tonight's Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert, here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house. As Coach just mentioned, Rudy Gobert tonight, your Master of the Glass, 16 points, or excuse me, 16 boards, four of those coming on the offensive side and you use that word hit that is exactly the word Donovan uh, was using to to get hits uh, to get a body on guys it reminds me of the post game we did after the the Sacramento game coach where where Bogdanovich just did not get his body on Harrison Barnes and it cost him that game as Donovan alluded to tonight you could tell that they were going to get their body on guys and and box out and make sure they limited those opportunities and as boxing out is then we hit, you get the first hit in mono a mono and then don't use only your upper body rebounding is based on as footwork as far as getting lower leverage so even if you're um, out length by an opposing player what you want to do is cut that body in half by going lower. So the lower you are with leverage, the better rebounding you can be, and then try to time your uh, uh, jump as far as not equal. Now, Jake, when you have short arms, we always teach players with short arms, always jump first. If you jump at the exact same time, you, you'll expose yourself as far as uh, your lack of length. So that's, what, that's when you really understand how to rebound. A lot of it's what? Positioning and innateness of it, besides the second effort effort and toughness. That's all part of it. But you have to know how to rebound, especially in traffic. Jake, there's some guys that can rebound uh, far from the basket, but you win You win the respect of your teammates by rebounding, Jake, I call it in a phone booth, in traffic. 
Jake, you know what a phone booth is? A phone booth? I do, I do recall. Yeah, you, you don't see too many these days, yeah, but I do um, remember. Yeah, for the young <laughs> listeners right now driving home after the Jazz winning by two, a thing called a phone booth. We used to have them in America, but we still we have them on the court, though. Rebounding in a phone booth, and that's really someone like Joe Ingles. That guy can rebound in traffic as far as he's not really a great leaper, but he's crafty, and Joe's mastered that hip-to-hip game. Joe is basically crazy smart. Well, I the, I was at practice yesterday, uh, Coach, and talking to some of the guys, and you could tell that uh, they had spent a lot of time in that practice working on their rebounding and the things that we're talking about. And uh, I think it's a pretty good sign that you saw that directly applied uh, out on the floor. So that's that's good news for the Utah Jazz that, that you can see what they've been working on, and you saw every player make an effort at it tonight. Plus, also, it's fun. What fun when they think because I'm only six foot six, that I can't uh, out tussle you and outplay you and out rebound you because I'm a few inches smaller than you. But what happens is that when you have heart and you have technique, that counterpunches any sort of uh, advantage by the rival, emphasize rivals. So every great rebound has mastered the art form, by the way, Jake, hip to hip. All right, uh, coming up on the other side, we'll get you more sound from the locker room. The Jazz beat the 76ers tonight, 106-104. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Six to one four is your final. The Jazz beat the Philadelphia 76ers tonight here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. Let's take a, uh, check out your assist feature proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Throughout the Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller Dealerships donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Tonight, Coach, the Jazz had 21 assists on 41 made field goals, but uh, uh, most uh, I, impressively led tonight by Donovan Mitchell, who had eight assists, and we just heard from him in the last segment, Coach's postgame comments. You know, he's he's trying to make sure that he's getting everybody else going, too. He's making smart decision with the ball where he's uh, under control, and he he's passing the ball on time, on target, and he's hitting people in stride, whether it's uh, Boyna Madanovich off a wide screening action or whether it's uh, passing in lane penetrating and then throwing drop-off passes on short corner spacing to Rudy or to Tony Bradley, and that's impressive. Also, Boyan Madanovich had five assists tonight, and he was also penetrating, where they, 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 on his jump shot, they crowded him on a three-point line, and he was catching the go and driving and then passing off the dribble. Jake, when you really understand how to play basketball, you pass equally stationary and also off the dribble. And you you have to understand that when I pass off the dribble, I want to pass the ball softly into, into a hands that the hands are ready versus throwing rocket passes. A lot of times you penetrate so hard in the lane, you throw rocket passes that are uncatchable. And that's when the players question their hands. It's more what? The pass velocity. All right, let's go back down to the locker room. Speaking of Boyan Bogdanovich, he's standing by with Tony Parks. Four or five big sometimes in a, on a court, but just just our focus and, 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 and real to get, a, to get a those rebounds to take us to, to this level. You really took it to them in the third quarter. It was pretty noticeable that you stretched out and built a big, a big lead there. What, what was the difference and what went well in that stretch? 
There was no any any difference. We played great defense even in a, in the first quarter, but they hit a couple couple tough shots. Embiid got it going early early on, but uh, like you mentioned, we, like, like I said, we controlled the board. We had a couple easy easy wide open open trees in a in a fast break. Yeah. Side, they made their run. How, how do how do you keep the composure to, to hold them off? Did make the run. I mean, we knew that how how good how good they are. That obviously we knew that they're gonna make make some run hits hits tough tough shots. But uh, we were we were calm and that that moment we put a ball in, in Donovan's hands. We knew that he's gonna make the right place play for all of us. Defensively tonight, Bullion, like how do you describe kind of the depth of the scouting report that happens to be there on each individual player and just how much that's helping the players? That's that's how we try to approach every single game from, from defensive and defensive board. We finally control control that and, and, and whoever whoever is getting going in an offensive end it's, it's it's good for us. We are trying to look look for them for, for that guy. Boyan, thank you. No problem. Guys, that's Boyan Bogdanovich. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much there, Tony. Uh, Bogdanovich tonight, coach, 9 of 18 from the field. He had 20 points on 2 of 5 shooting. He had 5 assists and 6 boards. But I'll tell you what, him hitting that dagger 3 in the 4th quarter, that's exactly why uh, the Jazz acquired this guy. Very much. That was a broken play pick and roll where the Sixers switched it, but they didn't tight switch it. So off came uh, Donovan Mitchell and it was a, they switched on his 76ers with Neto and Neto got caught in between and a throwback on time on target pass by Donovan and for that dagger three point shot let's add to this is that what Boyan did tonight was that he had I call defensive integrity where he challenged Position-wise, Tobias Harris, and he wouldn't let Tobias get to his natural spot. We can score. He was a one-bounce player, Tobias, where he backs down one dribble and elevates for that turnaround jump shot. And what Boyan was doing, he was playing three-quarter top side, challenging him, and Tobias kept on stepping out, stepping out into a face-up game instead of a back a, a back down game. And that simplicity, where uh, that four-foot radius, Jake, that Boyan Bondanovich won won that battle. It's, it's simple. I'm simplifying it of only four feet of back down, create fouls, and one into what? A face-up jump shot where it's a challenge shot. And that's defensive integrity besides technique. Very impressive. Absolutely. And that's a really tough matchup for him. Tobias Harris is a great player. He's having a great year. He's scoring over 20 points a game. He's, he's leading the 76ers in scoring, in fact. And for him to be that effective against a player like him, I think that's a really good sign. Tobias scores a, a, a hard 16 points, 4 for 11 from the floor, 8 for 10 from the foul line, but he got him only mostly on dribble drives to the basket where he fe- he figured out as far as the flow of the game, Tobias Harris, catch and go drive versus trying to back down, back down crab dribble against against uh, individual defense by Boyan and also uh, the help to helper defense by the Jazz in the lane where they're stunting and they're trying to dig it out and taking away Tobias' footwork also Embiid's footwork. So defensively the Jazz were solid, they guarded their own man, they gave selective help it helped that, it helped that Ben Simmons was not there creating a much faster tempo. It's more of a half-court game. But the game, the game is won on the boards. Most times in games like this, it's the gritty place. It's the invisible act of winning where you put a body on somebody where maybe I don't get the ball, but my teammate does. And those are things that only the players understand that play to win. And the Jazz have always played to win. And tonight, they wanted this game more than the Sixers. This is very, very awakening for them. All right, let's go back down to the locker room. Tony Parks is standing by with Rudy Gobert. Tone? 
Rudy, you guys pride yourselves on defense. There's no doubt about that. But what was the key to being so good with those big defensive possessions down the stretch? I think, first of all, we try to keep them off the line. You know, they, they have a lot of free throws that I think we should have done a better job. But the good thing was that we rebounded the ball. And uh, it was a big point of emphasis, especially coming after the two losses we had. You know, it was, uh, it was key for us. And uh, they were the best defensive team in the league. I mean, rebounding team in the league, and we did a great job tonight. Well, you, Tony Bradley, tonight, you've watched him so many times behind the scenes, putting in so much work. What was the message to him before he went out there? And what did you see in his work to know that he was going to be so ready for that opportunity? To me, I try to stay on him about the defense, you know, and the, and the rebounds and, and, and the toughness. You know, offensively, he's very talented and he, he's able to, you know, to get those, those finishes and, and those roles. So it's, it's great for the team. But I think the, the area when you can really impact the game and need to step it up is the defense. And he's learning, you know, and it's great that he has us opportunity to you know to get those minutes and, uh, and to learn it, I think it's going to be a big part of what we do especially with with Ed Davis out for a few weeks Joel Embiid down the stretch I mean, having to, to guard him and doing what he did I mean it was fine it was fine you know he went to the line a lot uh, just try to play physical you know and then it's on it's on the official to decide if it's illegal or not a legal play and uh, you know he's a very talented player and you know it's always a battle so much emphasis defensively with the way Bogdanovich played and so many other guys but how much credit goes to this staff and the detail and the level of expertise they have on their scouting report I mean it's yeah every every, every single person you know the work we do behind the scenes and uh, the work we do to prepare ourselves and the coaching staff help us a lot doing that you know preparing ourselves mentally for the game and uh, you know, tonight we knew that if we didn't rebound the ball, we, we didn't have a chance, you know, and we did a great job doing that. Donovan, with eight assists tonight in the time you've had a chance to watch him in this third year, just how much better has he continued to be at knowing when to make a play for a teammate, knowing when to play, make a play for himself? I think the game is slowing down for him, you know, and uh, he's just learning how to try to make the right play at the right time, you know, and we, we try to, you know, help him as much as we can, but at the same time, let him play his game, you know, and... Uh, if he, if he stays aggressive and, able, and is able to find the open man, you know, it's, it's, it's huge for us and uh, it's huge for the whole team. What's the mindset when you guys are up big but then they start chipping away there in the fourth quarter to, to hold on? The mindset is to, first of all, keep, keep taking good shots offensively, keep attacking them, moving the ball, sharing the ball, and, uh, and defensively get the, don't give them any second chance points. And, and try to defend, get some stops. You know, they, I mean, they made a few tough shots. I think we played. A, they, there was a few times when we, they hit a tough three at the at the end of the shot clock, and or a few offensive rebound, and then we put them on the line when we shouldn't we shouldn't have to. And beside that, I think we did a great job. Emphasizing rebound is one thing, but how personally did you guys take the last two games in that department? I mean, we know we. Beside myself, we're under, kind of like undersized team. You know, we we usually gonna be facing teams that are bigger than we are. So we know that we have to do the little the little work early. You know, we we have to get hit, we have to be physical, and uh, and then we gotta clean up the boards. And if we do that, you know, we we able to run on teams. And uh, with the fact that we're small and we space the floor, you know, it's really hard for them to to run back on defense and, and, and to get a stop. How often? Guys, that's Rudy Gobert.
let's go back to you. Thank you very much there, Tony Rudy, tonight. 14 points and 4 of 8 shooting, 6 of 8 from the line, but 16 uh, rebounds, 4 of which were offensive, 1 block shot, and 3 steals tonight. And not to mention, you look at uh, Joel Embiid's uh, line coach, and you look at 27, you think he had a pretty good night, which he did, don't get me wrong. But 5 of 16 shooting, I mean, that's incredibly inefficient for the big man. Did most of his work at the line tonight, 16 of 18. Rudy and Tony Bradley, for that matter, doing a nice job. Both those guys against Embiid were fighting for position. Embiid went back in the lane, and then they held their ground. They kept their chest on him. There was there was physicality. There was some fouling, but the most important thing, it made Embiid take away his footwork. See, Embiid is a skilled player. When he has footwork where he, he can uh, step through up and under moves, he's v- dramatically hard to guard. But Rudy was able to stay big. As big as Rudy is, he played big, and so did Tony Bradley by being the second jumper. So it wasn't really them blocking shots. It was more making uh, MB feel uncomfortable uh, have to shoot over them versus what? Through them. And that's a big difference as far as playing post-defense. Also, Al Horford struggled. Yep. So, so when Al was in the lane and Rudy was guarding him and Tony Bradley and uh, Boyan Bandanovich, they all, all took turns trying to guard him. Al st- uh, struggled also. He made some outside shots, but he couldn't finish in the lane. So defensively, the Jazz played a, a smart, physical game where they were the second jumper defensively versus the first, and it made them challenge uh, lane shots, and it was advantageous. Uh, Horford tonight, you're right, struggled. 3 of 14, only 7 points, 4 boards, 2 assists, a couple steals and a block, but uh, not the production he's been giving as of late. 106 to 104 is your final. The Jazz beat the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll put a wrap on this one coming up next. We'll look forward to the Milwaukee Bucks Friday night as well. It's your Jazz game night postgame show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Bogdanovich comes up, curls off, has some airspace, fires the three. Perfect! Absolutely dead, solid, perfect! Jazz by five. Here's your call of the game from our good friend David Locke. Welcome back. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. The Jazz beat the 76ers tonight 106-104. Let's take a quick look at your three-point takeover. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Coach... Jazz from three tonight, eight for 22, 36.4%. Uh, Quinn Snyder did note in his postgame comments that he still would like to see more three-point attempts. But Bogdanovich is your leader, uh, two of five from three tonight. Joe Ingles was two of five from three tonight. Uh, outside of that, had a bunch of one-offs. Royce O'Neal, one of one. Mike Conley, one for three. Donovan Mitchell, one for four. Jeff Green coming off the bench, one for four. What do you think about that? Uh, coach Snyder still wants to see more attempts from this team from three, Coach. Well, the reason why, because the, as far as the effective field goal percentage, where a three-point shot is dramatically worth more as far as, besides the extra point, as far as momentum. And that what tonight's game, though, was that the 
the defense by the 76ers stayed more at home. And so it, they, they, it gave the Jazz the middle game. And that's when Boyan Bondanovich and Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, especially early in the game, they're taking that mid-range jump shot. So what you want to do is you want to move the ball, swing, swing passes, and if the shot's there for a three, take it. Or early offense, when you're coming down on a fast pace and you're organized and you move, you throw one or two passes to get the rotating defense that is slow, that's a really good rhythm three. So what you want to do is take shots that are makeable, that are threes that are not challenged. And that's what Quinn is talking about. You'd hope that you want to take more, but tonight's game, they took a lot of shots that were measured threes, and they knocked them home. We're steady. All right, let's look forward a little bit to Friday night's matchup. Coach, the Milwaukee Bucks will be in town. Milwaukee actually still in action right now. They're in L.A. taking on the Clippers. There's a minute 21 left to go in the game. Milwaukee on top, 123 to 116. And uh, I'll tell you what, Coach, the Bucks have, even though the Clippers were, were without Kawhi Leonard tonight, the Bucks have had to give it all they've gotten uh, to get past the Clips. If they do, there's still a minute and a half left to go. Tough game for the Bucks because they're playing in L.A. without Kawhi Leonard, without Paul George. But... The Clippers are a very formidable team, and they, they play hard. Now, the Bucks' point of view, it, it starts with Giannis, and Giannis is one of the best players in the NBA, fourth in scoring, averaging 27.7 points per game, eighth in field goal. Jake, he's shooting right now from the field goal percentage, 61.2. Wow. 61.2. <laughs> wow. Ninth in assists, 7.4. Third in rebounding. He's averaging 14 rebounds a game, and he's 18th in block shots. And his thing about the, the Bucks. so the Jazz defense will be inverted. Tonight's game was more about a, a interior defense. The Bucks lead the NBA, Jake, in most three-point shots made this season. They're averaging made threes, 15.4 made threes. And besides Giannis Antetokounmpo, they have also Chris Middleton, an all-star, and Brooke Lopez is, is a, an effective low-post scorer with a, with a three-point range outside. So Rudy Gobert and Tony Brilli be challenged as far as playing that. And uh, Lopez is, a, is a one of the better, better shot blockers in the NBA. So it should be a great game Friday night here at Vivint Smart Arena. And former jazz man, uh, who just took an elbow, by the way, in this game, former jazz man George Hill has played a nice role for those Bucks uh, coming in off the bench. And also two other former jazz men, Kyle Korver mm-hmm. and Wesley Matthews. So it's almost like a jazz reunion. And by the way, Korver is still going strong. All Gotta I, love it, right? Yeah. All, all I know is that when that guy has the ball and his feet are set, very similar to Joe Engels, the ball always goes in. And every every playoff team needs knock-down three-point shooters. One, because they make threes, but even as sometimes, every once in a while, they're shooting decoys where the defense will not leave them because they're such great three-point shooters, so they become a decoy once in a while in a playoff game. It's, it's really, I mean, there's no perfect roster, but if you're building around a player like Giannis, the Bucks have done a nice job surrounding him with complimentary guys with complimentary games. That's where you're seeing all those threes. And Giannis, last time I checked, was four of seven from three tonight, so he's shooting the ball well himself. And of course, Coach uh, Coach Budenholzer uh, is is one of the best in the biz, and it has been the perfect fit for this Milwaukee Bucks team. Very much. They space the floor. They play they play help to helper defense. They try to rebound by committee, and they have a talented bunch of guys. Let's not forget also Eric Bledsoe. He's a, he's a be guarding uh, Donovan Mitchell. He's got that shoulder game. He's very rugged as far as competitor, and he's going to drive that ball to the basket. And then Chris Milton is like as a, a three point shooter with an element of mid post game. 
So a lot of times he'll be at the mid post and getting the ball, trying to shoot a fadeaway jumper or drop step middle into step through moves. So the Jazz will have to be ready, to, uh, Jake, to bring with them, I call it hard hat defense. Bring your hard hat. And with, with Giannis, you've got to give him a cushion. You can't pre- press up on him because he's such great. He's one of the best players in the NBA coming into the floor with long strides. He gallops down the court almost like a, a different version of Magic Johnson in transition. And he just got an offensive rebound that probably will seal the deal uh, in this game against the Clippers. He's got to make a couple of free throws, but, uh, man, he does it all. He's he's absolutely incredible. All right, Coach, give us a, a couple of final thoughts as we put this big win uh, against the Sixers to bed. Jazz tonight, two-point victory, collectively gritty win. The Jazz refused to lose. They played tremendous defense uh, individually in the mid-post. They moved the ball around. They made enough uh, smart plays as far as dribble penetration. And most of all, every time the ball's on the floor, the Jazz won the majority of the 50-50 loose ball uh, plays, and they made the Sixers work for everything they got. The better team won. Usually speaking, the team that's more aggressive with technique usually wins. That was the Jazz tonight. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone doing a fantastic job as usual. Thanks to all the broadcast assistants for putting in their fine work behind the scenes. Thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Coach, thank you. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks, Jake. 106 to 104 is your final. The Jazz beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Next broadcast coming up on Friday night. Jazz will take on the Bucks. Tip-off will be at 7. Pre-game coverage will begin at 6. And, of course, you'll hear all the action right here on the Jazz Radio Network.